Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. And first off here, Happy New Year to everyone out there. And thank you so much for starting off the new year here with us here at the VRA. It's going to be an incredible year for 2022. We had a, a great year in the markets for 2021. Uh, and we'll be with you all here, all year here, once again, covering the market action. So if you haven't joined us yet, if you haven't signed up for our daily VRA investing podcast, come and join us at VRAinsider.com. You'll see the podcast link there at the top to receive our VRA investing podcast every day at the market close. We've got a great smart money group here uh, that we've been working with for years now. And as always, any questions you have, any topics that you want us to cover or want to see more of in 2022, send those over here as well. You can send them into support at VRAinsider.com. And we always love hearing back from you. And thank you as well for all of the, the many holiday wishes, Christmas wishes, New Year's wishes. Uh, just been a, a great end of the year. Uh, so thank you again for starting off your new year with us. And, and while you're there as well, come check out our 14-day free trial. We'll get all of our daily updates to our members. Uh, and now really couldn't be a better time to come and join us because it's going to be a great 2022. No matter what happens out there, we fully intend to crush Mr. Market all year this year. And overall, looking at it from a, a broad market point of view, we do believe that we're looking at another strong year for our markets in 2022. If you've been with us for some time, you know, we've been talking about a melt up bull market higher for our markets that could potentially rival the dot com melt up uh, from the 90s. That is exactly what we've been saying for the last over a year now, really we've got a book coming out here very shortly. We'll keep you posted on that as well with all of our thesis behind why we see it that way. Uh, but to kick it off here for the podcast, kind of a, the shorter version of it is that there's a lot of speculation out there that after a strong year in the markets, you know, it kind of feels like you might be due for a pause. And we certainly saw a strong year last year, the S&P up a big 27% on the year, right? So while that might intuitively seem like the case, you know, right after a big, a big win, you could be due for a pause. That simply is not the case. And as a matter of fact, it's typically the opposite. After strong years, the market wants to continue higher. And actually, here's something that, that might even be more important. We did, well, let me backtrack really fast because we covered this last week as well. That just like the dot-com melt-up, 1995 was the last year that saw more all-time highs in the S&P than we just had. It was the most ever at 77. Last year, we got 70 all-time highs for the S&P 500. And what we saw in 96, 97, 98 were, I believe the average was 26% per year on average for the next three years after that. So certainly a big year can be followed by another big year and especially in a melt-up bull market like we see here. And we have many fundamental reasons for that as well, which I'll touch on here in the podcast today. But 
for short-term market timing. Here's something that's really interesting. Strong fourth quarters are a fantastic predictor of what comes next. So, for example, the S&P 500 was just up more than 10% in the fourth quarter of 2021. In all of the previous 10% plus quarters since 1950, the next quarter was up 15 out of 17 times with average gains of 5%. Pretty solid stats there going back. And as we look forward to this year, and so much of what has driven our market higher, even in 2020 as well, of course, in 2021, has been massive levels of liquidity from fiscal policy and monetary policy, $32 trillion plus globally into the system. And while central banks around the world might be looking to taper a bit here, and we know the Fed is hoping to wrap up their taper by March, that money doesn't all come into the system immediately. It takes time, and there's usually a lag behind when the Fed starts and when the Fed ends their easy monetary policies. And the same goes for interest rate hikes as well, which I'll get to here in a second as well. Um, but again, it's not that money has not been fully priced into the market yet. And there's a lot of different views on this about how long it can, that lag can take. But even with the Fed not wrapping up their taper until March, that means we have some time to go before all of that liquidity finds its way in. A lot of people think that could be a year. You know, it could be six months, could be a year and a half. But even beyond that, I mean, we remain extremely bullish on this market through the end of the Biden presidency. And it really has very little to do with him and more so to do with the big bribe. That's the name of our book. And it is, it's a bribe to keep people complacent through massive amounts of government corruption. And here's, here's the reasoning behind that in short and sweet form. When people's bank accounts are doing well, when your retirement portfolio is looking good, your wages are rising. Well, everything kind of seems a little bit better, doesn't it? Right? If, if Now, if the market were crashing, people's retirements were getting crushed, you're out of a job, that's when people go start rioting. They can't have that. This is the big bribe to keep people out of the streets while they continue to try to steal our most fundamental basic freedoms here in this, in this country uh, under the guise of coronavirus insanity. Uh, so we truly believe that good wins at the end of this story every time. And if we can happen to make a lot of money in the stock market during the the crisis that, that appears that we're going through, then all the better. So we see a lot of reasons here to be bullish. We also today though, we got one of our favorite contrarian indicators as Dennis Gartman, wrong way Dennis, as he's lovingly known in the investment community, came out this morning to say that he sees stocks could trade 10 to 15% lower in 2021. Now, this is the same guy who's been calling for a bear market for some time now. We're right in the range of all-time highs here right now. It's been absolutely dead wrong so many times. So wrong way Gartman strikes again today. Uh, and we, we fully believe that to be the case as well. But one of his main rationales for that decision 
is that central banks will be taking away the punch bowl. Well, clearly he hasn't looked at a lot of history here. Uh, he believes that they will raise rates 100 basis points this year. And in our view, we have no problem taking the other side. First, maybe, maybe Jay Powell, he said he's going to try to raise rates in 2022. We give them maybe one 25 point basis, 25 basis point raise this year, just because he wants to stay true to his word and the market might freak out if he doesn't, really. Uh, but again, that lag will take effect as well. And when even when the Fed does ra- raise rates, they call this, the old saying here is three steps in a stumble, meaning the markets don't panic for the first three hikes. The market actually continues higher from there. So we have a little bit of wiggle room to work with there in the Fed. It isn't the first rate hike that sends the market out of control. And really, they can't have that. Remember, it is a midterm year. And if we look back on history as well, the Federal Reserve will do everything they can to help the Democratic Party win midterms. Look back under Trump, where they raised rates seven times, a whopping one time under Obama, and then the nine times that led to the financial crisis under Bush. So... I know that's just three presidents of an example there, but remember, Trump only had one term and they did it seven times. So those aren't the policies they use under Democrats. They want to help keep the market higher. And as we've talked about many times here as well, midterms are already looking like it's going to be a blowout in favor of the Republican Party. They want to do everything they can to at least make it easier on the Democratic Party here, soften the blow, if you will. And then, as I mentioned, we simply don't see the Fed raising rates by 100 basis points this year like Gartman does. Again, maybe 25 basis points. He sees that they might even try to raise rates in one hike by 50 basis points. To say the least, we see that as unlikely. But again, the first rate hike is not the problem. It's as they continue it going and they don't want to do that Going into the midterms, maybe a little bit afterwards, maybe. I'll leave leave it there uh, for that today. But interestingly enough, rates were higher significantly today. The 10-year was up 7.67% to 1.62. But here's the pattern change that we saw today. Tech, finishing strong on the day, one of our leaders on the day. And then the semis led tech, which... If you tune in here, you know that's our, our, our view, that that's what you want to see. Tech leading the market and semis leading tech. Semis up a nice 2.2% on the day today. And there's the pattern change. On previous rallies that we've seen like this for bonds, tech usually gets smoked. That was not the case today. So if we can have rates heading modestly higher, not another few 7% days in a row, and tech can still hold up well, see strength, that would be a strong pattern change for our markets here. So let's take a look at our market action on the day now as we actually are in the second to last day now of the Santa Claus rally, which historically is the best seven day stretch of the year for our markets. Takes place the last five days of the year and into the first two trading sessions of the new year seem to take place today. So we have one day left We'd like to see this rally continue to kick off the year strong here. But for our markets, we're led by the small caps. Uh, A little bit of 
what people have called the January effect, where small caps leave in January. Small caps up 1.21% on the day to 2,272 for the Russell 2000. We're followed there by the NASDAQ, also up a nice 1.2% to 15,832. Next up was the Dow, up 0.68% to 36,585. And lastly, the S&P 500 up 0.64% to 4,796. Another thing that we're also going to see a lot of speculation about throughout this month is the old saying, as goes January, so goes the year. And that is an old adage. But check this out because it really hasn't held up very well recently. Since 2003, January has been negative 10 times. And only one of those times has the rest of the year finished negative as well. So nine times out of 10, the January effect, or the, sorry, the so goes January, so goes the year has been absolutely wrong. Actually, you'd want to bet the other way then. 90% of the time, nine out of those 10 times, January has been negative, and the market finished the year higher. So keep that in mind throughout this month of January, because I'm sure we're gonna hear it a lot. Looking at our internals next up here on the day, we got solid numbers to kick off the year, which is good to see because the internals, especially in the NASDAQ, have been lagging over the last month and a half or so. But today, we got positive numbers across the board, advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks, uh, becoming an even stronger for the NASDAQ, over two to one positive. Uh, new 52-week highs and lows were positive for both the NYSE and NASDAQ as well. And while it wasn't, a massive beat on the day. Really good to see a positive reading uh, from the NASDAQ. Helene Meiser pointed out over the weekend that only something like one or two times in the last month and a half since mid-November have we gotten a positive read on new 52-week highs to lows from the NASDAQ. I mean, that, I mean, we've seen a lot of negative days from that indicator. But even hearing that, I was like, was that really the case? So good good research there, as usual, from Helene Meisler. And that is a pattern change that we want to see continue as well. Like I said, it wasn't a massive beat or anything, but good to see positive numbers from the NASDAQ. And lastly, volume coming in strong here as well. Well over 2 to 1 positive for the NYSE and over 3 to 1 positive for the NASDAQ on the day today. So good start to the year for the internals. Looking at our sectors on the day today, uh, we finished with five out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. So not exactly a fantastic day there. Uh, but first, check this stat out. Just just saw this this morning uh, and did not know this. Uh, for the first time in history for the S&P 500 sectors, all of the sectors in the S&P 500 posted double-digit gains last year. Talk about a melt-up, folks. The everything bull market, if you will. Uh, the defensives did really well to close out the year, likely getting a lot of them above 10%. Uh, but still, like I said, the everything bull market. Uh, we'd love to get that action here again. Like I said, today we did not see it as much, but the sectors that were up were a big energy leading the way, continuing its charge from 2021. It was the best performing sector last year, up another 3.1% today. We were followed by consumer discretionary, financials, technology, and communication services. Our laggards on the day were some of those defensive sectors that did so well in January or in December. Materials, healthcare, and real estate leading the way lower. 
Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Excuse me. Gold now down on the day by 1.46% to 1,801 an ounce. Silver now down 1.88% to $22.91 an ounce. Copper down as well, uh, just over, just under nine tenths of 1% to $4.42 a pound. And oil, as you would expect with energy higher, up a pretty nice 1.09% to $76.03 a barrel. And lastly for today, crypto is really actually getting pretty hit hard across the board here. Uh, a big sea of red in the primary cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin certainly in the same boat, now down 2.28% to $45,945 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up, like I mentioned earlier, at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Uh, we'll also be back with video podcasts again here shortly, later this week for sure. Uh, find us there on Rumble and YouTube as well. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.